Hello, everyone. Welcome again to our second installment of Talk with Jordan. We are honored today to have Dor Silverstein, the founder of, co-founder, I should say, of Entergrate.io, a very innovative uh, software and platform that uses automation to help with SDR. We'll get to that in a little bit. Dor, thank you so much for coming and joining us this morning on uh, Talk with Jordan. We're really excited to kind of I guess pick your brain a little bit, pick your expertise, pick your experience, you know, in the world of sales, sales development and, and all that type of stuff. So this is going to be a really fun type of, uh, type of talk. You know, I personally uh, am very interested in the world of sales. I'm not myself a, a sales guy, but I'm always very interested to hear. So first, you know, first and foremost, I'd love to kind of have you just introduce yourself to everyone, kind of explain a little bit about who you are, um, maybe anything kind of interesting you want the world to know about you and your sales background nowadays. So go ahead, Dor. So first of all, thank you very much for having me today, Jordan. Um, really like uh, uh, the podcast in general, and I really believe in what you do. And I think it's really, really important for people to know and to hear out uh, all the new stuff that has. So basically, my name is Dor. I'm 34. I uh, live in Tel Aviv. I think that I'm in sales for the past 25 years since I remember myself. I remember myself taking my school uh, my school books and selling them in uh, in in in, in Ramadgan to parents that didn't want to spend a full time money on a book so basically sales is in my blood people are in my blood and um i would say that for the past 5 to 6 years i've been uh, implementing different kind of features and techniques of how to reach the human mind and how to make the best attraction and traction from people uh doing business now, I would be focusing today on uh, SaaS companies, enterprises, and mostly uh, tier one, tier two uh, companies and ways of approach. Uh, that is more or less uh, to your question. I'm just going to little, just throw a little topic about uh, what the world was in sales and how it got evolved and changed. So I would say the pre-old school kind of uh, sales would be doing an end-to-end -end cycle, meaning that the salesperson will be doing all the cycle from the lead generation all the way to the PO purchase order or a sale, and it goes like that. Since a lot of SaaS companies brought a lot of complicity and different kind of features and new different kind of softwares, and the products became more and more technical, you had to divide the steps into three meaning that someone will be doing the sales development, which is doing the lead generation, core lead generation, which will be searching for the leads. You've been looking for the leads. The second one will be the sales executive, which will be taking that point and on, would be taking the role from the SDR. He's going to get a lead, which is qualified. A qualified lead, by the way, is a person that stands for the criterias. He's in the process of the decision-making process. He's the one that is basically doing the POC, and he's our so-called champion. Now, the, S the SDR, after he transferred it to the sales executive, the sales executive need to do one feature, which is selling. After he sells it, it goes on to the success manager, which is basically his job and his role is to try to upsell the client using his tools, I would say, in double clause against them. So I would say that I have experience in both today. I have applied for the world that we know today that is separate. When you mean both? You mean both saying like you have experience being in the end-to-end -end full scale and then you also Correct. have experience kind of in this like uh, tiered system of sales? Correct. So basically today, uh, as we know it, most companies are preferring because they have a budget, 
they are preferring to separate the cycle into three stages. One stage will be the SDR, which someone will be doing the lead generation, doing the approach, doing the cold outreach campaigns through LinkedIn, email, conferences, meetups, word to mouth, references, etc. And then the, the, the sales executive will be taking it from there and will be doing the demo and building the success criteria and basically escorting the client during the POC pilot or whatever uh, uh, you would refer it. But basically after the SDR transferred, the sales executive's job is to make sure that the client is standing in the criteria. There is a product market fit. There is a need. There is a certain point that is being answered. And then after that, you build the success criteria, he's doing that during the, the pilot or the POC. And then if everything goes right, well, basically they go to the PO, which is the, the, the final destination of every salesperson. For sure. Well, that's like, I, I find that very interesting right there. Those kind of those two dichotomies saying that you have like the end to end sales guy, and then you have this tiered system, right? And I guess, you know, to start off kind of the conversation, I appreciate you giving us that little background, but I wanted to kind of know maybe what is your preferred system? Or is there any such idea as a preferred system in sales? Do you have to kind of, in that sense, more adapt yourself to the system? Or can you start with yourself and say, hey, I'm Dor, I'm a great end-to-end -end sales guy. Let me go for it all day, all the way, even if it's software, even if it's cannabis, even if it's, you know, whatever it is. So that's a very good question. And I will, I will explain. Um, I believe in, you know, before we do the sale, uh, there is supposed to be three main elements. One, you need to answer a specific pain. If you don't answer a pain, you don't have any uh, use case to come and say, all right, I have a good product, we're good to go. It doesn't work that way. Today, companies, especially in B2B, not talking about B2C, B2B companies are looking for products that are going to answer a specific pain. Second, there is supposed to be kind of a relationship between the person. You need to touch base. You need to break the ice. You need to build the chemistry. When you separate the process into three, to your question, first and foremost, I would apply end to end, full cycle with the client from start to end. Okay, why? Because then you can really learn the curve of the client and you can understand exactly what he needs, what is best for him. You learn about the product much better. And third and foremost, there's supposed to be a very fit use case there if there is a fit. If you have a pain but there is no fit, so there's no sale. So the three main elements I would be saying end-to-end, -end, first of all, I would completely say that, not separate the process into three. It's taking a lot of resources, a lot of time consumption, and most important, it takes a lot of time from the client. He goes from one hand to another. It's like a first car. You buy a car and then you... There is a second hand and there is a third exactly. hand. You don't know exactly what is the condition of that car. You don't have any chemistry. You need to start all over again. So end-to-end, -end, obviously. Second is you need to recognize the pain. If you don't answer the pain, you don't have a use case. Third, you need to have a use case if you are answering the pain. And third and, fo and fourth and foremost, I would say, you need to have chemistry with the client. And that is something you cannot reach when you separate the process into three especially in enterprises. So, so let me ask you just a question then. So what, how is it then that like, you know, I, I'll just tell you like this, you know, I, I see a lot of, you know, uh, job searches and job wants, right? And it's like SDR and, cust and customer success and this and the next thing and lead generation sales guy, whatever it is. Why is it then that these uh, jobs in a sense are, keep popping up 
and are continually pushed by the tech sector if it is that in your mind end-to-end -end is kind of the way to be right because yeah i agree with you in that sense right like the those three elements of sales i think are very important that you laid out there right you know identify the pain create the chemistry with the person and make sure that you're getting like to them and showing them what's up right a hundred percent but then why is it then that the tech sector is using this tiered system doesn't it seem kind of almost like against rationale here in that sense exactly so i would say two main major elements that occurred especially during covid and you if you combine covid and you combine ge generic works and jobs you get the perfect solution so first of all i would say that covid really really reduced the traction of how you approach today and everything reduced and f went into linkedin so Today, you especially when you're doing an overseas uh, sales and you're approaching overseas people, uh, the only one, one of the only platforms that got left today is LinkedIn. Okay, now why is it combining with generic jobs? Because the SDR, first of all, a salesperson, the only thing and he needs to do is doing two things: closing and doing demos. Two things. He needs to do a demo and then he needs to go to closing. Everything besides of that is a complete waste of time. Now, SDRs are doing a very generic job. What they're actually doing is basically they're sitting all day long. They're looking for companies to qualify. They're looking for the champion and then they're starting an approach. That is something that can be easily, easily you can replace it by doing a simple automation and basically doing that. That is basically what, what, what we're doing today. We are taking the step of the SDR. We're putting it aside because A, it's a big expense for the company. He pays Today in Israel, for the market, if you're well well aware, between seventeen up to twenty thousand shekels a month for a person to do a very generic job is to type. You just need to sit and type. So that is something that we take, and and the added value that we provide is basically giving him the SDR services, which is an outsource. We're starting to see. Now, when a you lot say we, you mean. You mean integrate, right? Integrate. At Correct. Your, you guys are yes. yes. Okay. So we're we're ex we're exactly going into. If you take this, the three stages into it, you separate it. We're taking the SDR thing. We're not letting the salesperson or the company because today a lot of companies fired a lot of SDRs. So the CEO or the sales executive, he's not only right now doing demos. He also needs to search for leads. He needs to do outreach campaigns. And that is something very generic, which is a very, very, very uh, a time, a time, you know, in terms of time consumption, it takes about 30 up to 40% capacity of your workflow. So when you're a salesperson and you right now have the SDR uh, uh, title as well, they need to take care of. So you're doing end to end. So for, a, for to, to generate between six up to 10% conversion rate. For someone who is qualified and someone who is re related to your product, he has a need, he has a pain, you need to send no less than 100 messages a day to different kind of prospects. So when you take that out and you give it to some kind of an automation, not except what we do, but we're combining them both. But when you do that, you're taking a huge chunk of money from the company and time in time in time management from the sales. So the only thing that he got left to do is to do the demos. He's getting the lead, which is qualified, and then he's starting to do that. So basically, that is something that we cover and we do understand today how the world works, especially because COVID. Now, so if now I let's, have a let's go into that a little bit also, if right. you don't mind. So the whole yeah. idea of 
you know, this COVID shift in sales, right? It's been talked about all over the world, right? It's been talked about not just in sales, but in a lot of different facets of our life in which COVID is being able to like transform us and basically change the way we know industry and business as is. So in my, I kind of want to know, what do you see as being the overall impact on sales in the world with this Corona change, right? You know, what is the impact? Are we looking at a whole nother, you know, chain of sales? Are we going to be going just down automation? You know, is it going to just be like automated robots trying to sell, sell to people? I don't even know anymore, right? You know, so, so what, what do you I see will, happening? Okay, so that's a very good question. I would, I would separate your question into two. First, I would say that everything that is web, everything that is e-commerce, everything that is SaaS, everything that is on the web that is being done remotely, remote sales will rise in, in hundreds of percentages. Everything that is on premise, everything that is more material, more uh, 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 something that you need to do on premise, you need to come and you need to install the software in the company, which is an overseas, that will we will see a lot of companies trying to think outside of the box and providing a product that is more remotely uh, uh, designed for the situation. You know, the, not talking only in Europe. If you are today in Singapore and you have a product that you need to install for an American client, you cannot fly there. So you need to find right now a solution that is uh, uh, that you can equivalent, that you can basically put on, uh, on, on the web. Okay, that is one. And second, I would say, that uh, everything will be done automatically, what, what you can do. Obviously, uh, a salesperson is a, is a position that you cannot replace, not in the next 10 to 15 years. With the sure. rise of AI, I'm positive with AI, in 20 years, there will be a complete salesperson. He will be doing the sales end-to-end -end from different kind of scripts and scenarios that you put. But that is a lot of data to reach. We have enough time to reach there. Right, right. now, I would say all the generic uh, 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 tasks, such as, writing emails, typing into outreach, everything that is doing something that a human is doing, which is generic, not applying for him to put any too much of thinking and knowledge and using his head, that will be reduced completely uh, mm -hmm. thanks to COVID, especially. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty sizable. That's pretty a pretty big change then in the industry what you're saying. It sounds like a lot of people are going to have to try to find different ways to get into the sales workforce if they're going to get in. I mean, it basically saying that the whole kind of like lead generation type of side of things like you guys are saying even at Integrate is basically going down into automation. So that's pretty we, pretty sizable. That, this is a little bit more sophisticated and just in generic automation because we do put an effort in content. We do put an effort in templates. We do put an effort in specific use cases, understanding the need, the pain, uh, the decision-making process is the chain of command. Who is, who is going to be the person that we target, how we going to approach him. So there's a little bit of kind of an SDR work in the background. It's not just sending a generic message because after we do the first message, then from the reply, we're putting a lot of human uh, human sure. uh, text. So we're not just a generic. You you put in a message. You get it's not a chat box. Uh, a chat bot. I mean, so we're putting a lot of effort. But the first the first outreach will completely be automated. Uh, I'm positive that even wow. the people who are listening to this conversation and to this podcast, I'm positive if you will go and you will see your invites over LinkedIn. You will see a lot of messages that looks like bots. The real, the real game here is to overcome that generic template and to real have an engagement. So even if you do automation, um, I would recommend a few things. First of all, keep it short and simple. Second, 
start a dialogue. Do not offer and say anything about your product. No one cares. No one care what do you do and how do you do. People right. want to know if you provide value. So if you're coming from a value point of view of, hi, Jordan, I noticed during COVID, A, B, and C. Do you feel that the same? It needs to be, even with typos, put typos that doesn't look 100% professional that a person will not be suspicious of the fact that this sure. is a bot. Exactly. Show it that it's a little bit of the human, human touch there. For sure. Humans like humans in the end. Eventually, people want to have engagement. Uh, you want to start a dialogue. Once you have a dialogue, right. then you can do a drill down to whatever subject and whatever topic you would like to discuss. But till that sure. moment, you, you do not need to make, make too much antagonism on the client by trying to sell him. Offer him a collaboration. Offer him a partnership. Ask him a question. But do not come and say, hi, my name is. We're doing this. Is that something that you're interested in? That is a complete generic and that is what people pay today for SDRs. They do a copy-paste. Interesting. Let me ask you a question now, too. I think, I think we've moved on to a very interesting subject, which would be, you know, let's say I'm, I, you know, I'm uh, Jordan. I have another business idea. I come up with it. Great idea, great SaaS idea, whatever. And I want to go sell it now in the world that we live in today, right? The corona world. And I want to go get the leads. I want to go find those people. And I want to get it today. How, how might you, Dor, you know, recommend me to start going about this, right? I'm talking about right now, right? If I'm setting up my company right now, I want to go do, I want to go sell my software and I want to go get it. How, how would you recommend that? You would not imagine how easy it is to do them. So find a person that completes you, that do better stuff that you can't do and that you do better stuff that he can't do and find that middle. That is a, first of all, find a partner to do so unless you're a superman and you can do everything from work. But I would always recommend find someone that is, for example, I'm going to give a different kind of combinations. You're more a salesperson, he's more in tech. You're more operation, he's more into administration. You're more into a, a, a creative and he's more into maintenance. Okay, so that is different kind of, I would say, uh, uh, um, it needs find to your be black and Exactly. You need to find the balance of what he's doing, what you're doing, what you're good at, and what he's good at. That is one. Second is build a generic website that is giving a few words about what you're doing. Start with the why, why you want to build a product. But I would say the third and most, I would say it's even more important, come from a pain point of view. It means that every product that you want to build today, every solution you want to provide to your clients, come from that pain. When you know the pain, of a company, for example, you have a company, CRM, okay? Uh, CRM today is a product, but it came from a specific pain of managing your data, managing your leads, managing your work. Right, 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 of flows, course. Managing your structure, all of that. So if you come from that point of view and you would understand um, your strengths of how you provide a better product, come from the pain point of view. So I would say build a, build a website, Build your chemistry with your client, uh, with your with your um, with your co uh, with your partner, partner, and then start delivering. If you if you're not if you're not a hundred percent getting the right answer, you're not hundred percent knowing if this is the right pain. Do a questionnaire, build a structure, build a Google form, ask your questions, which eventually will become might be your partners. You come and you ask them, do you feel today that you're experiencing A, B, and C? 
then you get their answer. And second is, it's much better to create engagement the second time when you come to them and say, hey guys, remember we asked you, so we build the product exactly to those needs. People are much more open, they much more mm. appreciate the fact that you come with a questionnaire, you do some kind of a market research. But, but, but something in me wanna just say, just start, don't be afraid. Just build a website, find a partner, start delivering, use automation, and the rest will come. Just do. Just so basically, just go and do. Like basically, the idea is go go and do. And in a sense, in, you're almost saying like, don't worry so much about the sales because the sales will come if you're answering the right questions, right? If I'm answering the the problem, if I'm answering the pain, if I'm engaging with the potential client and seeing what he actually needs, I almost like as as some people might say, it sells itself, right? You know, it's like completely. A little, little yeah, it's. It's, and you know, I think that the best uh, feedback that you can get is from your clients. It means that you're starting with pricing A. After we did all that process, you're starting with pricing A and then you see a specific abandon, you know, clients abandoned. And then you're like, okay, you regroup and then you do a product market. Why is this happening? Like, oh, right. Why is this happening? And you even, you even come and ask the clients, what would make the service better for you? What would justify the fact that we charge X amount of money for X amount of service? And then you really do the structure and you on the go. That is called bootstrap. I see a lot of companies today, uh, um, first they go, they develop a product, they, they raise the money, they go and they... I, I would say that, I would say that in general, in general, besides, besides of doing those, um, I would, since I'm coming from a sales point of view and I'm completely sales in my blood, so I would first try to sell and then whatever things happen, we will deal with that eventually. But a lot of companies do exactly the opposite. They spend enormous amount of monies in search and development, they develop a product, and then they start narrowing it down and trying to find the market fit, which is best for the client, I would say. For sure. You know, it's interesting too. I, I find it interesting kind of what you were saying there as well, like in, in the sense of kind of like the feedback loop, right? Getting that feedback loop from your clients to understand. Is there ever a time you think that feedback is bad? No, if you see the growth in your product and, and if you see the potential of what it's going to become. I think that the most, you know, you we used to speak in orientations of software as a service, product as a service. Today is more, the orientation is more solution as a service. It means that the solution that you're providing for the client, that is the most. And that is the value that you provide. If you are answering a specific pain to your client and you're taking a huge chunk of his time to deal with something that he literally has zero time or effort to deal with, then you justify the fact that you can charge amount of money and you can do the retaining product. That is called retaining. If someone is staying with you and called retainment, you know, the retires, when someone is paying month after month, it means that your product is justifying the fact that he is doing that all over again and again and again. Awesome. Well, first of all, I want to say I love that line that you just said, uh, solution for a service. I think that's that's the way in many ways people should be looking at stuff. And sometimes in our you know, uh, tech world, startup world, entrepreneurial vibes, we just kind of forget that. So I think that's very important to harp on. Um, I want to end this with one last thing. I want to give you the floor. Is there any tips or advice you would have for people in the sales world 
you know, obviously this has been kind of a gi giant talk about that, but is there anything specifically you, Dor, would, would want to give off to someone leaving this conversation and being like, wow, they've given me so much information on solution as a, as a, so, you know, solution as a service and software and automation and what you should be looking for in the pain project. What is the number one tip advice that you, Dor, would give to uh, an entrepreneur starting out right now? I think um, I, I would say today, you know, the ex experience is everything. And uh, a young salesperson would not know how to recognize an opportunity. So I think if you are a salesperson and you are completely in your mind and blood and full, full you know, full on salesperson, you have that kind of a hunter uh, attitude. So if you combine that with kindness and professionalism and service point of, uh, of, of, of view, of you're coming as helping and is leading an idea to help others, this is where you're gonna bloom and this is where you're gonna uh, uh, be the best because you're not only gonna be a good hunter, you're also gonna be a good person to give service. So it's not only just to make a sell. Sell uh, is only 50% of the process. The other 50% is to maintain the client. So it's not smart just to be wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We did the sale, let's celebrate. Is okay, now we did it. So now we need to maintain that client. That is the real success. Awesome. So awesome. just remember just remember that a sale is just 50% of the process. You still need to be successful on maintaining sure. the client. For sure, for sure. I think that sometimes people forget that you know the number is not the, the number that you see at the end of the at the end of the rainbow is not necessarily the end goal. There, you have to kind of get and, there too. And I'm saying it literally to young startups. I'm saying it literally for startups that are in the beginning of their time and and they made a sale and they're right now popping champagne. It's only fifty percent of the process. If you manage to maintain your client above six months, you can call it. You can define it as a success. Then it is truly success. Yes, I think that's very true too. That you kind of mentioned that that kind of like as a as a new salesperson, learn to measure your levels of sales success. Right? Don't just assume that you know I got the, the got the good commission, got that extra bonus. Boom! I'm killing it. Right? If you can keep them up there and if you can keep them going, that's I think the key. So I appreciate it, Dora. I want to say this has been a very interesting conversation. I uh, really have appreciated. I think we've had a really good dialogue. Like you said, is important in sales. Um, and I very much enjoyed it. And uh, thank you so much. Um, and for everyone out there, definitely take a look at Integrate. Um, very good platform to help with sales development um, in an automated uh, system. So again, Dor, thank you so much. And thank you uh, very much for your time. Here. Thank you very much for your time, Jordan. Uh, you have a Shana Tova and uh, Happy New Year. <laughs> Shana Tova. Shana Tova. Bye bye. Right. Ciao.